My name is Ezekiel Oburu. I am an orthopedic surgeon at the University of Nairobi. And today's topic of discussion in Ortho Tutorials podcast is ankle sprains. The incidence of ankle sprains is quite common, although it is quite difficult to establish uh, the exact figure. Most ankle sprains are probably self-treated and they therefore do not report to either see the doctor and therefore really not uh, documented. Ankle sprains are estimated to constitute about 30% of patients who are going to see either a doctor who is specialized in seeing patients with sports-related injuries and also, they are actually the most common musculoskeletal injury seen by primary doctors or medical officers. So if you look at the ankle, the sprains can either happen on the lateral aspect, on the medial aspect, or in the syndesmosis. And most of these, about 85% of ankle sprains are inversion sprains of the lateral ligaments. This is the region of the anterior talofibular ligament the calcaneofibular ligament and the posterior talofibular ligament with the first two being the most commonly injured. 5% of these injuries are eversion sprains of the deltoid or the medial ligamentous complex and 10% are syndesmotic injuries. Now, like all ligament injuries, this can be classified and graded. You have grade one injuries that involved a stretch of the ligament with microscopic tearing, but not macroscopic tearing. And then we have grade two injuries. And these patients have a stretch of the ligament with partial tearing, moderate to severe swelling, ecchymosis, moderate functional loss, and mild to moderate joint instability. And then the worst of it is grade three, which involved complete rupture of the ligaments, with immediate severe swelling, ecchymosis, inability to bear weight, and moderate to severe instability. In fact, some of these grade three injuries, one may easily mistake for an ankle fracture. So what's the presentation of this? You know, like all patients, it's important to take a history. You want to find out what's the mechanism of injury. And these patients would usually say they had an inversion type of twist of the foot followed by pain and swelling. An individual with an ankle sprain can almost always walk on the foot although they may have be very careful and they may have pain. What do you do on physical examination? You want to look for areas of tenderness. The maximal point of tenderness uh, should be laterally in the area of the anterior talofibular ligament. This is by far one of the most common areas that you get with pain in patients with ankle sprains or even the calcaneofibular ligament. And I think it's important for you to have a rough idea where to examine uh, for this. The pain localized on the medial aspect of the ankle suggests that the patient may have a medial uh, sprain and therefore one should also examine the region of the deltoid ligament. Active range of motion should be assessed and don't forget to check the Achilles tendon because uh, if you 
listen to our podcast on Achilles tendon ruptures. A number of them may be missed because people think that the patient has an ankle sprain. What about the test that you see? The anterior drawers test, which checks for stability of the anterior talofibular ligament or the talatis tilt test, which will check for stability of the calcaneofibular ligament or the squeeze test or external rotation test, which will test for stability of the syndesmotic ligaments. While this may be done acutely, sometimes it's really difficult to elicit this acutely and therefore one should wait until things have settled or in patients who present to the clinic with chronic injuries. So what are the investigation? Now, uh, the challenge or the puzzle that the, the doctor has, the junior doctor or the medical officer has, or the intern or the medical student is, should we do an x-ray or should we not do uh, an x-ray on these patients? But I think there's a good guidelines. Uh, it's called the Ottawa criteria, in which really radiography or an x-ray is indicated if there's pain in the malleola or the midfoot zone and either bony tenderness over the area of potential fracture, which can be the lateral malleolus, the medial malleolus, the base of the fifth metatarsal, or the navicular bone, or an inability to bear weight for four steps immediately after the injury in the emergency department or when the patient goes to see the doctor. If a patient has any of these, then it's important that one gets an x-ray. What about uh, an MRI scan uh, or other investigation? An MRI scan uh, may be useful sometimes in acute injuries, although I usually don't do them in acute injuries. An MRI may be especially useful in chronic injuries or recurrent injuries because it will rule out other things, things like an osteochondral lesion, which may sometimes you know, mimic in presentation a chronic ankle sprain so I think an MRI comes in handy there it may also sometimes be used in acute injuries especially when you want to see if a patient has a grade 3 injury you know with disruption or changes in uh, the clear space of the ankle and one may determine whether or not a patient may need surgery. However, by and large, I don't tend to do MRI scans on patients with acute sprains. So what are the treatment options? Now, as a basic principle of treating uh, most patients with uh, either ankle sprains or uh, ligament injuries, uh, don't forget RICE, which involves rest, ice, compression, and elevation. Uh, this, I think, can be quite useful. Don't forget that when you apply the ice, uh, this can be applied for up to three to seven days to reduce pain and improve recovery times uh, in patients with ankle sprains. But be careful to always advise the patient that they should have a towel wrapped around their ankle so you don't apply the, the ice you know, um, directly to the skin. And also, you don't apply it for long uh, periods of time. I recently had a patient who had a problem with his midfoot, you know, and he was advised by a colleague at his place of work to apply ice, which he did directly, and he actually forgot about it. He fell asleep and he almost lost his toes. 
So always make sure that you give uh, the patient the uh, appropriate instructions. Uh, better still, actually, better than rice is prices. And prices really stands for protection, relative rest, ice, compression, elevation, and support. And this, I think, is even better for the management of, of ankle sprains. So how do we support this patient or how do we protect this patient? There are many methods that we could use. We could either use a brace, we could use a boot, or we could use a cast. I think that with patients with ankle sprains, uh, it's important that you try and rest them, but you try and get them moving as soon as you can. And so a brace, you know, a brace that you can strap up around the ankle, I think will be important. But one, there's always a balance with a brace or even a boot or even a cast. You don't want to put this for too long because if you put this for too long, then the patient may lose range of motion. Uh, the patient may lose their proprioception, which is absolutely critical for their recovery. So use it for short periods of time. If a patient's sprain is quite severe, you know, a grade two or a grade three, uh, sometimes, especially grade threes, I usually rest this in a boot or a cast. Uh, I don't particularly like casts unless I have to manage, you know, like a fracture. So I usually prefer a boot because the boot is good. The patient can get it off, have a shower, then put it back in. And in any case, in an ankle sprain, you don't want too much prolonged immobilization and therefore a boot is a good alternative to putting a cast. Don't forget that you need to take care of the pain. That's the main reason the patient came to you. So don't forget range of motion and proprioception. The patients who present with recurrent sprains or chronic sprains really should be evaluated by an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, the first line of treatment for these patients uh, is usually non-operative or non-surgical treatment where they receive intense, targeted and focused physiotherapy. Uh, if this does not resolve, then uh, the patient may need to undergo surgery. The specific procedures really are beyond the scope of this podcast. Thank you very much and see you once again.